This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Aid flowing to Gaza is nowhere nearly enough. CVS and Walgreens will start selling the most common abortion pill. It's just gone. Everything happened really quick. Snowfall rates could exceed three inches per hour. I woke up late in the morning and I was like, am I late for school? The kids kind of make you a kid again. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. Aid in the air. President Biden just announced he's ordering airdrops of food in Gaza after more than 800 people in an aid line were shot this week in the war with Israel and Hamas. More trucks to get more and more people the help they need. No excuses because the truth is aid flowing to Gaza is nowhere nearly enough. More than 30,000 Palestinians have now died in this war that was started by Hamas on October 7th. In the same press conference, the president applauded CVS and Walgreens for plans to start selling an abortion pill again. CVS and Walgreens will start selling the most common abortion pill, Mifepristone, as soon as this month. The pill will require a prescription and will only be available at the physical pharmacy locations and not by mail. President Biden praised the move, saying in a statement, the stakes could not be higher for women across America. I encourage all pharmacists that want to pursue this option to seek certification. Pro-family groups say it's a sick world when you can pick up a drug to kill your child at the corner pharmacy. A busy day for the president. Biden today also signed a stopgap spending bill that averts a looming government shutdown. It kicks the can down the road another week or two. Weary Texas Governor Greg Abbott addressed the nation today over a wildfire the size of Delaware that's burned 500 structures in his state. When you look at the damages that have occurred here, it's just gone, completely gone. Nothing left but ashes on the ground. He credited prayer with making the difference. Dubbed an ocean of flames, that fire has burned a million acres. Tyler McCain, his wife, and their three young daughters found their house burned to the ground. Well, uh, it was here and then it wasn't. Uh, it kind of ha- everything happened really quick. High winds could make things much worse this weekend. In Lake Tahoe, a major blizzard is on the way. The Sierra Nevada Pass will become impassable. Snowfall rates could exceed three inches per hour with complete whiteout conditions. Forecasters predicting 100 mile an hour winds and 10 feet of snow. The tallies are in. Central New York logged their first snow day of the year yesterday. Lake effect snow and all that wind. Some cities got 10 inches. Inches. I woke up late in the morning and I was like, am I late for school? I wasn't really thinking there was going to be a snow day today, but I'm actually enjoying it. Some parents admitted they may have had a snowball fight too. The kids kind of make you a kid again because they appreciate it so much. It makes you feel like you're nine all over again. The National Weather Service says more than 500 New York cities logged 50 mile an hour wind gusts this week. For a good 24 hours, more than 60,000 people in New York and Pennsylvania had no power from downed lines because of those winds. We're going to be 65 degrees on Monday and Tuesday. That is 20 degrees above normal. A woman's life was saved today in Kentucky. She was driving a semi-truck that was involved in an accident when the truck
truck was left dangling over the edge of a bridge. It was like a scene in a movie. This is very much a worst case scenario, kind of a crazy thing that you don't expect to actually have to do until you show up and you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually what we've talked about and here we're ready for it. They had to use a crane and a rope system to get her out of the truck. Not a single person seriously injured. Alexei Navalny was buried in Moscow today. He was one of the loudest voices inside Russia against President Vladimir Putin. Outside his funeral service, crowds chanted his name. His burial, somber. Navalny died two weeks ago at a Russian prison. The Russian government claims he died of natural causes. That was followed by a battle with authorities over the release of his body and several Russian churches refusing to hold the funeral for Vladimir Putin's fiercest critic. 22-year-old Georgia nursing student Lakin Riley was also laid to rest today. This tragedy has shaken a lot of people who live around UGA. A girl like her had a lot more life to live. It's gone too soon. Riley's obituary says her smile was infectious and she spread joy everywhere she went. Her case has shined the spotlight on the illegal immigration crisis. Riley killed by an immigrant from Venezuela who was not supposed to be here. Police in northwestern Pennsylvania are asking for the public's help as they continue to search for a killer. A 23-year-old pregnant Amish woman was found murdered in her home in Crawford County Monday afternoon. Here's the state police. Nothing is too small at this point. We're relying on the community and their help. So far, not a single lead. The victim, Rebecca Byler, suffered injuries to her head and neck. That crime happened in Spartansburg, about a half hour southeast of Erie. And how far we have come. The CDC just changed a game for COVID-19. The agency today said Americans with COVID no longer have to isolate for five days. It's okay for those who've been infected to return to normal activities if they've gone 24 hours without a fever, without using medications, or if their symptoms have been improving. Let's get a check of the weather forecast, a peak of spring ahead with our own man in the know, Kevin Williams. A little dampness is ahead over the next 12 to 18 hours. For the overnight hours, precipitation moving into the area, mainly light rain, but there'll be some pockets of freezing rain, sleet and snow through portions of central and eastern Pennsylvania into the eastern southern tier of New York, southern Finger Lakes and south central New York. Low temperatures in the 30s. On Saturday, cloudy, light rain or a mix, ending in the morning from west to east. Could be a little drizzle in the afternoon for some. High temperatures, mid-40s to low 50s. The Sunday high, 55 to 60. Hey, we will take it. Thank you, Kevin. Every Friday, we check in with Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear with the Pennsylvania Family Institute to do a gut check of what's happening in the state capitals in New York and PA. It's called Capital Connection. Let's listen in. Anticipates that uh, there will not be court action challenging the maps that the Democrats have passed. Uh, it really shouldn't be a shocker that they had, uh, sought to adjust those maps. The road to control of Congress really ran through New York the last election cycle. And talking to a Democratic senator who was very involved in this issue, uh, he indicates they believe they could pick up two more congressional seats based on their new maps. But there isn't enough change that uh, probably Republicans aren't going to test it in court. So you think the primary date will stay at where it is right now? Well, that remains to be seen. We're within the first week of petitioning, so I think they may reduce the petition signatures and keep the current primary date. Michael, uh, election issues in your state. Third Circuit Court of Appeals is going to rule on whether mail-in ballots with the wrong date on the envelope should count.
Over a million Pennsylvanians voted by mail in the 2022 midterm. This is the way voting is done nowadays. Well, the law that allowed mail-in early voting passed in 2019 included rules and guidelines to make it secure and trustworthy, or at least to try to. But through every election cycle, and especially in 2020 under COVID, many of those rules were set aside by judges or administrative action. And as each of these changes layer upon each other, they open up opportunity for mischief and some would say even fraud and lower the confidence in our election processes across the board. Well, Michael, Pennsylvania raked in nearly $6 billion with a B dollars in gambling revenue last year. Critics say there's another side to that. I couldn't believe this. Calls to addiction hotlines have tripled the past year in Pennsylvania. Explain, if you would, the grip that gambling addiction has on Pennsylvania. It's now uh, been 20 years since casino-style gambling was legalized here in Pennsylvania. And as I predicted then, and the forms of gambling have metastasized to the point where our state is only second to Nevada, the home of Las Vegas, in the dollars lost by individuals in gambling. And so what we're seeing now is more than 400,000 Pennsylvanians dealing with gambling problems and addiction. And with the introduction of online gambling, our smartphones, that's why we're seeing this massive increase in the number of calls to the gambling helplines. And I hate to say it, I told you so. This is yeah. what we predicted and we're seeing it all around us. And so many of these people who are addicted to gambling. They do it yeah. in secret. It's something right. they nobody knows about, not even their loved ones, right? Exactly. Unlike other addictions where it's drugs or alcohol where they might slur their words or other signs of it, someone can have a severe gambling addiction, be spending through money, embezzling from their job, and it's unnoticed by anybody until it's too late. Jason, assisted suicide is a big issue this session in Albany. Uh, disability rights activists recently held a rally there explaining the real dangers with this so-called medical aid in dying bill. Uh, what does the disabled community in New York have to fear with this latest effort to legalize physician-assisted suicide? Their lives. You know, when you talk to the disability rights community, individuals representing that community, they fear for their lives. I mean, every single day they have to go before doctors and medical professionals and make the case for the things they need just to live. So their concern is that if this law were to pass, there would be coercion, financial pressure, other things will be pressed upon them that they would not get what they need to live, but they would be encouraged to die. Hmm. Students at SUNY Cortland were recently denied permission to form a conservative club last semester. This was Turning Point USA, and not just denied, but they were shot down vehemently. What does this case say about the free marketplace of ideas on college campuses in New York? There should be those exchange of ideas, and you should be able to enter the public marketplace of ideas and talk about your values, your principles, especially in a college campus. But that isn't happening here. In fact, Turning Point USA was turned away as a classic case of viewpoint discrimination, and they've not even been given criteria as to why they were rejected, I think they're simply being slammed because they're conservative-leaning. You know, there's a lot of fights that we fight every week, and a lot of them are losing battles, but, you know, once in a while we get a win. Michael, a school district in Beaver County recently approved several policies uh, protecting and upholding privacy rights. Tell us what happened at the Southside Area School District. Well, that Southside uh, School Board in Beaver County, which is the county just west of Pittsburgh, took those actions 
in response to the desires and requests from both students and parents in that community, parents and students who understand the need for student privacy in locker rooms and bathrooms and keeping girls from having to compete against biological boys who identify as girls. Southside is part of a growing list of school districts across our state that are getting help and seeking help from our Independence Law Center and passing policies in other places in our state as well. You can hear more of this feature online anytime at familylife.org slash news podcasts. It's time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks making gains to wrap up the trading week. The Nasdaq notching a record close yesterday. New York Community Bank Corp announcing material weakness in the company's internal operations. And that was followed by a credit rating downgrade. The president and CEO of New York Community Bank both stepping down while shares fell over 20% in extended trading. Elon Musk is suing OpenAI, claiming a break to a 2015 agreement regarding nonprofit efforts and failing to benefit humanity broadly. Crude oil closing above $79 a barrel. The Dow rose 90 points. The Nasdaq gained 183. The S&P 500 was up four. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. When you rely solely on your own power to provide, you'll always stress about having enough. I am Rob West with another Faith and Finance Minute. Peace comes from knowing that God owns everything, and He's your true provider, not just of wealth, but even your ability to earn it. Deuteronomy 8.18 reads, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. Of course, you have to do your part. Proverbs 14.23 says, In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. So you must always be grateful for your job and the ability to work, because God is your true employer. Colossians 3.23 tells us, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a reason to set your phone down tonight. But first, weather with Kevin Williams. For the first weekend of March, it's going to be relatively mild. There will be a disturbance passing through the area, though, and it does spell a cloudy Saturday with a bit of rain. Rain will arrive overnight across parts of Pennsylvania and the southern tier of New York, and that rain will be mixed with a little freezing rain, sleet, and snow across portions of northeastern Pennsylvania and New York's eastern southern tier. Low temps, 30s. Tomorrow's cloudy with a bit of rain, a little wintry mix early. High temps, 40s to near 50. Sunday will turn out partly sunny and mild. Ideal virtue Sunday in the 50s to near 60. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, if you're addicted to your cell phone, today is just for you. Family Life's Brian Creary explains. Are you constantly Snapchatting every move? Do you pass the hours with your face buried in your phone, documenting everything you do? Are you missing out on meaningful connections in the real world? Well, if you notice yourself doing this, then today is the day for you. It's the National Day of Unplugging. It's a 24-hour period running from sundown March 1st to sundown March 2nd to put away our phones and tablets. A Pew Research study found out what we already knew. Four in five Americans admit to using their phones multiple hours a day. So between today and tomorrow, take some time to carve out precious time to unplug. Relax, reflect, be active, visit the outdoors, and connect with loved ones. Sounds like something all of us could dial into. Brian Query, Family Life News. And that's the world that we live in for Friday, the 1st of March. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report.
on Family Life. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.